Hello and welcome to the NCTM podcast. I'm Gwen Trezida from the NCTM communications team. We're recording this on Monday the 11th of May in the eighth week of school closures due to the coronavirus pandemic and just after a limited announcement from the Prime Minister last night about how the government envisages schools beginning to reopen for some children, possibly as soon as June, June the 1st. This is our second podcast in which we attempt to document some of the many ways that teachers and schools are providing for pupils re- learning remotely. Last week, I interviewed Catherine Darwin, a secondary teacher from Yorkshire. Today, I'm talking to Joe Brown, a primary teacher and maths lead and SLE from Kent. There's little in the way of relevant research or experience to guide teachers through these difficult times. We're hoping that sharing practice might give listeners ideas to help them reflect on their own situations, remembering, of course, that we're all feeling our way through this complicated new landscape and no one's got all the answers. Right. Welcome, Joe. Hi. Welcome to your own home. And here am I in my own home recording this in slightly strange circumstances, very strange circumstances. Um, now that you are working from home, uh, do you want to start off by just describing what a new normal day looks like for you? Very I'm different to how it used to, I imagine. Extremely different to how it used to look. So um, get up. We've done Joe Wicks every day. like oh. quite a lot of other families have done. I've got a five year old. So get up with her, do all of that, and then um, check school emails. We have WhatsApp groups of various people that we need to keep communication with, um, do her home learning, log in with her, see what she has to do, um, have to update the school website daily. So we're loading work. That's the way we're setting work for our children at home. Um, we're so in a two for men- Sorry, sorry. Just, just tell me what uh, class you teach. I'm year five teacher. Okay. So and you're now having to teach a five-year-old. Yeah, and I have to teach <laughs> which I have done reception. But um, yeah, it's very different. Um, and obviously, she's fairly independent with certain things. But obviously, she needs one-to-one for the majority of what she has to do. And obviously, concentration isn't much longer than half an hour on a piece of work. So um, it's very, it's juggling, which is what we've all said, especially with children, with your own children, um, juggling backwards and forwards. And then obviously, my day looks very different if I'm in school, because that's a normal school day, heading off, you know, half seven to go into school with a very mixed class of children. So, yeah, it's, it's different day on day, really. Yeah. And how often are you in school? Um, I have mostly one day a week. We're rotated. Um, I have been in two days covering somebody else who had to go off. Um, But we know the next sort of three weeks at a time, which is useful because then you can sort out with, you know, having to have someone else with my husband having to take that day off to be able to look after our daughter. And um, and have you got many children in school? We fluctuate. So last week I was in on Thursday and there were 21 children uh, ranging from reception to year six. I think there was one of every year group at least. Um, So we're in three classes, a key stage one class and then two key stage two classes. Um, So I think the maximum children I've had in one room is nine um, sort of spread out, obviously, within the classroom. So how are you managing that spreading out? It sounds horrendously difficult. It's very difficult. We had a little V-Day party last Thursday as a little celebration and we set the tables out and we needed an unbelievable number of tables just to separate 21 children two metres apart. I mean, three were siblings, so they can be a bit closer together. But apart from that, it gave us a bit of a view, actually. We were all it was a bit of a shell shock that we realised how much space you actually need. And our school's. Some classrooms are really big and some are absolutely tiny. So 
think that's going to be a very big issue. So I am sure as a primary teacher, you're having to think about lots and lots of different subjects. But I suppose for our listeners, it'd be useful if you could talk about how you're providing maths for your children. Yes. So we were planning for the NCETM PD materials, but that was quite new for quite a lot of us. So to go in to just continue with that wasn't really going to work for us because it needed to be revision for children over things that they've obviously done before. We made that decision as a staff that revision was going to be key for our children to ensure that they could access all of their learning. So with my year five colleague who I um, plan with, we sketched out. So we've gone back over decimals and back over percentages and all of the place value things that we started in September, um, mainly because we'd only just started the NCTM materials then. So we've just gone back and we're just accessing various websites, various resources, things that we've used before, things that we know they'll be able to access on their own really without too much support I mean I've spoken to lots of parents who are like oh the maths is really hard in year five which it is for people that don't teach maths all the time and if the children are struggling we just didn't want it to become a negative thing that maths is too difficult it doesn't seem to be the same with English but maths always seems to be an issue where parents find it difficult and then get really stressed about it and we didn't want it to be like that obviously. Okay so does that mean that um, you're getting a lot more sort of parental stress about maths and other subjects? I think we would have done if we hadn't repeated things that we've done before. So the children, our idea was that they would look at something and go, oh, yes, I remember doing that. And what we've done is um, differentiated it. So we've also always put on a challenge like a. there's some really good resources out there, like a video challenge that they've been able to sort of extend themselves if they want to but Mm -hmm. and I've had we've spoken to all of the children with phone calls and um some of them have really liked that the children that I thought would have done it and the others have stuck with what they know so hopefully we provided a balance was one of our aims really and what's um what's the engagement been like well, it's funny. We we use purple mash, which is one way of seeing whether children have used they have used and accessed things, and we felt like they hadn't. And then, having made phone calls now to nearly all of the families, they've all been accessing it. All of them have been doing work. Um, they've they could talk to me about what they've been doing, and they're now sending in some examples of work. And we've set up blogs where they can upload the work that they've done because that was one of my issues as a teacher, not receiving anything mm. back is really difficult to know how they're getting on. But they were saying things to me like, I've done that decimal sheet and I think I did really well and I've managed to do this. So, yeah, I was very impressed with how much engagement there has been, actually. And that we're quite a few weeks in now, aren't we? So, mm. yeah, I have what's your, what's your catchment like? Have you got issues with um, with accessing stuff with online? Yeah, we are quite mixed. So I have posted a couple. We've posted out definitely some printed out materials for families who can't access um, because obviously it's all been web based. So it's all been on our school website. And we did have time to show the children in those two days before we shut down of how to access it. However, we had some children who'd already gone off earlier than that. And we've had to kind of ring them and go through it with them I think I had one who hadn't really accessed anything when I spoke to him a week ago um but I've talked him through it and he's kind of accessing it now but the majority have been really good and really engaged and giving it a go which is Mm -hmm. nice really in the current situation yeah and have you have you been at all um concerned about phoning home or is see I 
I suppose having spoken to a secondary teacher yes, uh, last week who was very um, hesitant about phoning home because she didn't want to invade the privacy of her students. But that mm. feels really different at primary, doesn't it? Because oh, I suppose you know so much more about them anyway. Yeah, and they have loved it. In fact, we had, I phoned, so I, mine's been split over two weeks just because I did 15 on one day. And then we've had parents phoning up concerned because they haven't had a phone call. And we were like, you will get a phone call. So uh, my head teacher had to send out a letter to make sure everyone knew they would get their phone call. Um, the children have all wanted to engage, all wanted to talk. Um, some of the parents have really wanted to talk about things and how they're getting on. Um, yeah, it's I loved speaking to them and it's kind of brought it back a bit that we're still here and we're still at school. Um, we have a class rhino that we adopted because we adopted a rhino. And um, I took photos of it on the back of my daughter's bike and put it on the website. And they just love that engagement where they remember you and remember. Right. I think primary kids really missing that contact with their friends and with their teacher. And does it feel like you've got better at it with the feedback you're getting from parents and pupils? Um, yes. Yeah, I think oh, we're interesting. We really feel like we're pitching it right, which is really nice. Um, we've got a Facebook site and the feedback from parents has been very positive, which is really nice because you're feeling your way. We don't know you know, how much you should put on there, how complicated it should be. But um, we've had very positive feedback. Lots of parents saying, oh, I've shared this with other parents from other schools who might not be accessing it quite so well. So that's been really really nice and as soon as you get that feedback you think oh good it's kind of <laughs> working and also the children have said to me I really liked doing the newspaper article that you set with the video or I really liked this so then you do another couple of weeks of that because you know that they're doing it and they're engaged with it. What sort of conversations are you having with colleagues and what are the concerns about going back and and I'm also thinking because you've you've made a decision about not setting any new work does, yeah. does that impact on your going back and what will have been missed? Yeah, a conversation I had today, so that was with um, a, a colleagues of mine, some, um, someone who teaches across the school and someone who's in Key Stage 1 was, so we're going to have back reception year one, year six. And from what I can gather, they're going to be spread throughout the school to make sure that you've got social distancing, having just read something that came up today. However, we're going to have key worker children as well. But we've also got to set online learning and um, all of those kind of issues. Who's going to be setting the online learning? We've got teachers who obviously, for particular reasons, aren't going to be in school. Are they still not going to be in school? Like how you how you wrote to that and how you and I know lots of it I've read that they want reception in year one back in because they want them to be with their teacher to have that time but they might not be with their teacher they're possibly going to be with yeah. a different teacher who they've never worked with before um, and also engaging year six for I mean I'm normally a year six teacher it's quite nice to have a year out this year as a year five teacher how you engage them for the next six weeks with no play you know you know all of those things that you always do yeah. at the end of the year I think that's really tough um I know you've got to start somewhere we all appreciate that mm. um, but it's yeah it's going to be very interesting how how schools manage it and I think that's the most important thing about schools going back is that emotional support that they're all going to need everyone's going to need I think okay and other is there anything that you have learned working from home or working in schools for your one day a week that that you think might affect how you teach as a classroom teacher in the future I'm not really thinking about just um in terms of September when everything's weird but in terms of long term I think um 
I think it just makes you really realise how much as a teacher you facilitate the learning. So you, you know, we're talking about Tudors and we were both really disappointed, my colleague and I, that we're not teaching it because we just love teaching it. And it's so exciting and you can do that. We were going to, you know, Eva Castle and we're going to do. And it just makes you really realise the opportunities that you offer children affects their learning so much and what they can grasp themselves and what they understand. And there's only so far you can go by just filling out things that it's I think it makes you want to be even more of a creative teacher and even more you know exciting in what you bring to them and lots of the maths that we've been doing was really practical and you just know that you can't do that over you know through the internet or over the web page or whatever so I think it's just made I just miss that face-to-face contact completely with adults with other teachers that professional just dialogue that you have I mean my colleague and I talk for a good hour on a Saturday morning but it's it's not the same as sitting down and changing things halfway through or coming in and going, I've done the maths and it's, this has really worked or don't do this. This uh, you, you just miss that and just miss the children. I mean, all of us are missing the children hugely. Just that school environment, that's why you're a teacher, isn't it? Well, that's been really, really useful and interesting. Thank you. Thank you, um, Joe. Sure. Um, I hope listeners will find your experience and thoughts helpful as well in thinking about their own practice. And... Um, And thank you, listeners, for listening. We're intending to record more of these podcasts reflecting the new and rapidly changing situation. So please do subscribe to the podcast. Until then, stay safe and look after yourselves. Until the next time. Goodbye.